a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. The two-faced man regarded Annabeth, as best he could, out of the corners of his eyes. It was impossible to look at him straight on, without focusing on one side or the other, and suddenly, I realized that's what he was asking. He wanted Annabeth to choose. Behind him were two exits, blocked by wooden doors with huge iron locks. They hadn't been there our first time through the room. The two-faced doorman held a silver key, which he kept passing from his left hand to his right hand. I wonder if this was a different room completely. But the phrase of the gods looked exactly the same. Behind us, the doorway we'd come through had disappeared, replaced by more mosaics. We wouldn't be going back the way we came. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as our godly parent. I'm Ray from Cabin 12. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. Whoop. And boy, howdy. <laughs> this, uh, we, we, we got to meet my fave. And also my <laughs> least fave. Hmm... I don't actually know which one you're talking about. <laughs> well, I feel like we meet the god with two faces, and then we meet the two-faced god. Um, <laughs> fucking got him! My god. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? You ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's just, that. that's how this chapter goes. Janice, yep. and then Hera. We stand. Yep. Well, one of them we do. <laughs> <laughs> I I have complex feelings about Hera. I think she just needs some help um, and hmm. better therapy. <laughs> she claims to have gotten therapy, but I don't. I don't think it worked. No, no, it didn't work. I would not trust that woman with anything. Honestly, talk oh, about boy. toxic. <laughs> just just a little bit, you know. It's not great. It's not great, boy. What happened? What happened in this, in this wonderful chapter? <laughs> well, we meet the god with two faces, as you did say, um, which is, once again, a perfectly reasonable chapter title. Good job, Rick, you're two for two on these recent ones. Um, it's not, like, particularly funny, but no now it seems more clever now that you've said that, so I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. All right. Um... <laughs> Annabeth tries to solve the labyrinth with... Oh my god, I cannot speak. I'm so sleepy. Okay, let's try that again. <laughs> Annabeth tries solving the labyrinth with logic, which is definitely not how any of this works. Uh, no, not at all. The gang runs into a skeleton of a milkman who is the most tragic character in the entire Percy Jackson universe. <laughs> this Correct. poor milkman. Uh... Janice shows up and tries to give Annabeth a foreshadowing-based anxiety attack. Uh, <laughs> Hira shoes them off and feeds everyone some sandwiches. And she lets the party know that they already have the means to traverse through the labyrinth. And she recommends that they find that and then go find Hephaestus, because he'll know shit about Daedalus. And that's pretty much it. Yay. This was 
our session one. We we finally were in it to win it. Hell yeah, it's happening, boys. We're on the fucking quest finally. And in the mega dungeon. We just talked to people. <laughs> we just talked More to talking. people and got lost. Woo. I mean, it's not a problem. Uh, we, we, There's we definitely some traversal thing. happening. Like, we, we did some skill checks on... Oh, yeah. Um, we failed some skill checks on survival and <laughs> tracking and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And then we had a literal deus ex machina. Um <laughs> When Hera showed up to save us from a different deus ex monkey. Right. I think when when first there's a god showing up and it's a bad thing, then I feel like it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. But let's talk about these gods. Because I have, I have feelings about both of them. Strong feelings about both of them. Excellent. Get us in there. All right. Well, in case you missed it. but um but um Uh... <laughs> Okay, so so Janus or the, I think this says it wants me to call him Janus. Um, hmm. No, uh, <laughs> I veto that. I'm calling you Janus, like 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 you you know like 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 Janus. Like that that's also a name spelled differently, but this is Janus the God. Oh oh, I, I it took me a while for me to be like Janus Jan- Janus. I I got you now. <laughs> um um. I mean, I know we don't do spoilery things, but I believe there's a child of Janus named Janus later in, like, that... some short story or something. My so... god. Whose idea was that? Whose parent was just like, I'm so fucking funny? <laughs> I mean, I mean, not all of the parents of demigods know which in, god In that they case, fucked, though, that's so... one hell of a coincidence. Um... When I was a young person, I was like, what if I had an OC who was a child of Janus with multiple personalities before I realized that that was ableist, but Mm. (laughs) that was my edgy. Yeah, I also have feelings about the whole like, oh, this face says this thing and this face says this thing. Um, I feel like that's not how this is quite supposed to work. Like, I, I get that, like, so, so Janus, god of beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, frames, endings. Cool you got, as fuck you got list. Some faces. Fucking love that shit. I do want child of Janus characters slaps. <laughs> like, the coolest fucking god, um... I personally also had canon that Janus is the god of trans people because well, yeah. god of transitions. Fuck literally yeah. in there. Janus <laughs> is the the patron god of trans people. Uh Dionysus is the god of gender nonconforming. <laughs> Janus is the one who helps you when you're actually trying to transition. Oh hell yeah. I mean like you you got the gods for different things and like they all interconnect like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um also, the the namesake for January. Um, oh, that has never get occurred it, get to it. me. Fascinating. It's, it's like it's like the That's first beginnings. One. It's oh. the beginning. <laughs> hey, oh. good. <laughs> um. All right. So we got some cool etymology here. Uh, meaning arched passage, doorway. Literally, just doorway. No. Yeah. Um. Also, I guess the English word janitor comes from Janus. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> good okay sure patron saint of cleaning shit up fuck yeah <laughs> this is the, the patron god of janitors janitors deserve a patron god if anyone does they need it oh hell yeah they do 
So, so parents. Um, well, well, first off, did I not mention Genesis is Roman? Did, oh. I, did I forget to say that? <laughs> Oops. This is not a Greek god. Okay, no, god. no, this is fine, actually, because they already established that the area that they were in had, like, a Roman fresco, so... Yeah, they did. So it's just the section of the labyrinth they're in. This is fine. Yeah. And literally, there is no ancient Greek equivalent to Janus. Like, he is huh. very specifically a Roman god. No equivalent whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah. So his parents are um, either none, just, you know, came out of <laughs> whatever. I feel like if you're a primordial, you usually come out of, like, chaos, but this right. just says none. <laughs> so, and then the other option is um, Terra and Kalis, which just means Gaia and Uranus. So, mm. you know, Earth and Sky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, older than the Olympians. <laughs> I, I like the idea that some Roman guy was just like, you know what would slap? And he was right. It does slap. He's totally right. Absolutely. <laughs> also has has a t- two different consorts here. Mm-hmm. Vanilia, a goddess of winds and sea, and Jaterna, a goddess of wells and springs. All right, okay, All right. sure. Oh, oh, that's cool. One of one of his children is the personification of song. Aww. Why? I mean, that's cool, but I don't know. It's nice. Yeah. Okay. I really want to see if there's anything to the whole like this face has this personality and this face is a different personality like double okay so double nature um hmm. god god of motion yeah i don't know what i don't know what has a double nature means necessarily here it's not mm. it's not exactly describing what the heck that means i mean also just like oh god of change we love that um god of transitions again so that so that also goes into like the whole time thing like um youth to adulthood past to future oh, okay that makes sense uh it represented the middle ground between barbarism and civilization rural and urban space you know very cool shit uh, this one guy is like possibly the most important god in the roman archaic pantheon Huh. Whoa. Very fascinating. I like that. Um, da, da, da. I am also just this... skimming through this whole page to see if there's anything about the faces, but no. Yeah, I just, I want to see if there's anything to that, but I, it might just be like, Rick's like, oh, well, right? it's a like very a beginnings and endings. Like, you know. You see a guy with two faces and that's what you do. Like the fucking two-faced Batman villain. Like, it's a very, like, modern cultural thing to want to do this specific yeah. thing. And also, are you not just waiting the whole scene for him to be like, one of us tells the truth and one of us yeah, lies? Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> and it did kind of seem like they were going with that. But, like, also not. Except that they didn't even give her that much. They were just, like, choose with absolutely no input whatsoever. <laughs> we'll both just try to convince you. Yeah. Also, like, um, a few times in here I've seen um, Gino's name. Like, they're, they're kind of associated together. But also their names sound the same. Gino as in Hera's Roman form. So, mm. a connection on why they're in the same chapter, maybe. <laughs> also, I... <laughs> I brought this up on a bonus episode um, for the restricted section um, because uh, one of uh, his epithets is queerness. So <laughs> so if you remember Quirinus Quirrell, the yep. guy with two faces yep. in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, literally <laughs> named after Janice. 
hilarious. We love. It's so funny. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's Ismina at least like... better than that guy she named Moon Moon. <laughs> true, true. Um, Janice Squirrel, my favorite name. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so I would assume that New Year's is like sacred because we got, yeah, January 1st, New Year's Day, consecrated to Janice. Mm-hmm, Very mm-hmm. cool. We love that. Um, also, beginning of the month, beginning of the day. Sure. Yeah, twilight and and dusk and sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any myths here? We here we go. There's a there's a myth section. <laughs> um, anything? Do you have a story, my dude? This is. Just I was a lot skimming of through there, and it was just like a bunch of people he was related to. Still, it doesn't seem like there's all that much. Yeah, not a lot of stories. Um. Hmm. I don't know. It just seems like a god that like was prayed to and just didn't have a lot of stories, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's totally fine. You know, you didn't get involved in all the bullshit. <laughs> it's totally you good. You would think Janice would be involved in a lot more drama in general, but <laughs> you would think so, based on the whole like how Rick is saying like, "Oh, you're the god who gives people options on this thing or that thing." Indecision. I I like the way that's written. We'll get into it, but uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's cool. The like the the relationship with the gods. Um, I mean, again, we got Janice and Juno together, but we also have Janice and Vesta, who is you know Hestia. Hmm. I love that. home and family. Very interesting. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting that Janice has um a relationship with the two gods of family. Right. Hest Hestia and Hera are both like goddesses of family and the home and all that stuff. Uh, is there anything else of interest in here? Because there's just a lot of words <laughs> and not a lot of words that I recognize. Okay, I'm gonna move on to Hera because I got nothing. I'm good. <laughs> but I do just love Janice as a god. Just seems very interesting. Right. I don't know. I have There's questions. definitely something about that that really appeals to me. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about one of the most controversial gods. Um, <laughs> the head bitch in charge herself. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Hera, queen of the gods, goddess of marriage, women, marital harmony, the protector of women during childbirth. Wow. Um. Yeah. So we all know. Her and Zeus have a fun relationship. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Because they both suck. They do both suck. And like, I, okay, I want Hera to be more than what she is. But sadly, Mm. she was written by men (laughs) who are notoriously bad at writing women to not suck. (laughs) So like, yeah, I get it. Dude, your husband sleeps around. And, like, you're the goddess of marriage. I, I want to know who gave you that role, why that has to be your role. You could be something else. Seriously. You could be the goddess of divorce. You can divorce him. <laughs> um, just saying. You could do it. But, like, the fact that every time Zeus has some relationship with some woman, she has to go after the woman instead of punishing Zeus. Yes. Literally. That's the problem with her. And the kids. I get it. You're, you are allowed to be mad. You're mm-hmm. just directing your anger at the wrong person. And I want someone to write her well. Or she's <laughs> not that bitch that does that. But at the same time, like, what even is her character if you take away all that shit? You know? Like, that's all that she gets. She could be something else. 
You but, could make her like still the goddess of marriage and all of that stuff. No, but 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 personality-wise, it's just, you know, she's supposed to be the protector of women. <laughs> Think about that, she's dude. She's super Think not. about it. Exactly. Can we bring that back to her like personality? Can we take mm. away all of that gross shit and bring back the she protects women from harm? This specifically says during childbirth, but can we just protect women? Can we just do that? You know? If she I want, helped I want women get out of shitty marriages, you're so right. Yes. This is what we need. Definitely. Let's have her and do yet, that. Hera, as we have her, is more like, like, she's the god of marriage, but she's the god of that, like, toxic side of family. Where you're yeah. like, because we're part of your family, you owe us. I I want my family to be perfect. I need everyone to live up to these expectations that I have. And it feels yeah. it feels bad, bro. I don't like it. Like she can still be like the the traditional like mother like marriage type of person, but you can still grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can still have some of those values and not be a complete dick. <laughs> There's but, no yeah. way to do some of these things. For someone I just, who's supposed to be yeah. about marital harmony, my god, the drama. <laughs> yeah. So etymology, interesting stuff here. Her name probably what does it mean? Um, it might be connected to the word hero, which is very interesting based on how much she hates hero- heroes. So <laughs> just saying. Um, might mean beloved, uh, might mean heir, which, I mean, she's the queen of Olympus. Um, and her most common, um, epithet is cow-eyed, which is like, you know, she's got the big brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And of course, her animals are cows, cuckoos, and peacocks. Aren't oh, cuckoos like pieces of shit? Damn, if that's the kind of family she's supporting, I don't know about all this. <laughs> They're, I don't know. They're they're all right looking birds. No, if I okay, I might be getting them confused with another bird, but aren't they the ones? I know nothing. Who okay? If I'm remembering correctly, cuckoos are the birds who lay their eggs in other birds' nests, and then uh, Mm. when the cuckoo hatches, it pushes the other birds out of the nest, and then makes the other parents take care of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm seeing what what you're talking about. Laying eggs in the nests of other species. Yeah. Gross. Um, (laughs) why? Yeah, they're horrible parasites who tear families apart. Ma'am, this is what you want? I mean, I guess that makes sense to be associated with her based on her personality. (laughs) But again, can we get away from that, please? Uh, I did not know pomegranates were one of her symbols. Um, oh, interesting. Scepters and crowns. Okay, makes sense. She's a queen. We got it. I, I, I understand. Um, her parents, of course, Kronos and Rhea, just like all of the other damn Olympians. I mean, not all of them, but like six of them <laughs> have the same parents. I feel like this marriage with Zeus thing should be larger, bigger. I mean, there is, there is, um, how she got married to Zeus, right? Um, ah, where's, where's the one where he basically makes her marry him? Um, (laughs) yeah, there's, there's the account where she refuses to marry him, hides away in a cave. Um, uh, she's convinced to give him a chance. My God, for real? This is it? This is the marriage we are supporting? Ancient Greeks? Oh, okay, Please. there's 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 another reason why the cuckoo is related to her because Zeus transforms into a cuckoo to woo her. She keeps him as a pet. Um, 
What? And then he transforms back into Zeus and rapes her. Why? Why this? Yeah, I don't like. I don't like Zeus. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna talk about Heracles because we've done that enough. But <laughs> it's fine. You know what? They have a better relationship when he becomes a god. Good okay. for them. Kind of working it like, out. Yeah, they befriend each other. He saves her from a giant. Um, and then she lets him marry her daughter. Nice. Technically his sister. Yeah. Oh, well. Um. Out of all the things that can happen, that's, like, the lowest on my radar for, like, shitty things. That's a fine thing. That's, that's okay. Um, compared to everything else. Uh, there's the argument she had with, uh, Leto, where she, um, Leto, Apollo and Artemis' mother, where she didn't let her give birth on, like, any... Any right, place we under the sun. About that. Fun things. Um, there's there's also a version where she kidnaps the goddess of childbirth to keep that from happening. Mm. So fun times. Cool kidnapping. Yep, and of course she also created the giant um, Argus, our boy with the millions of eyes. Love him. Love him. He's a good boy. Oh God, Judgment of Paris is on here because she's one of the three goddesses. Um. What is it that she was going to give Paris? I can't remember. If he chose her, um, she offered him political power and control of all of Asia. Huh. I I have questions about why. Ma'am, do you have authority over Asia? Ma'am, I don't think that's yours. <laughs> I, I want to know. Also, political power... That's interesting. I mean, we, it we is do very associate her as the, the queen, but I feel like we don't associate her with, like, having power in any sort of way. I feel like that's not the classic interpretation, but it maybe it yeah. is, given that that's there. But th- I definitely do associate her with that kind of thing, with, like, being kind of, I don't know, having her own machinations. Yeah. Um, oh, right. There's, um, in the Iliad, she deceives Zeus... Um, where she su- she seduce she I can't word things she seduces <laughs> her own husband um, <laughs> so he would stop interfering with the war basically oh my god <laughs> because he hated like everyone during that <laughs> um, oh yeah there was the whole shit with Semele where you know again she she was dating Zeus and she made her um, have Zeus prove that he was actually a god showed his divine form. Mm. Dionysus almost died. Very rude. Oh, he slept with Lamia? Okay. I forgot the story of her. There's just a lot of these people here. <laughs> oh, right, Tiresias! Speaking of transgender things, I can't remember if we've talked about this. When Tiresias, he encountered some snakes mating and hit them with the stick, and then he got transformed into a woman. Huh, that is weirdly specific. And then seven years later, he found snakes mating again, hit them with another stick, or I think. Yeah. And then it it says depending on it, either he left them alone or he trampled them again, um, and then transforms back into a man. And this was all so that Zeus and Hera could settle on the question of which sex experiences more pleasure during intercourse. <laughs> hmm. And um, I see this has an- been a fight for a long time, a debate. And the the answer is women. Um, huh. I guess that multiple orgasm thing really, really gives him a leg up. Yeah. Um, Hera struck him blind for this. 
So And then Zeus gave him the gift of prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's why Tiresias is a familiar name. The blind prophet. I remember him. Yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the guy. <gasps> okay. I would like to imagine that Tiresias is gender fluid and honestly could not give a shit yeah. and just really hates snakes. Okay, so the, the <laughs> thing is, he gets married and, like, has kids, like, both times. <laughs> huh. Like, just, you know, lives like it. It's fine. Gender fluid, bisexual icon. Tiresias. Good for you, Tiresias. Yeah. Who knew you had such a... <laughs> such a bitchin' backstory? Get it. One of the coolest. Also, I feel like Ixion is kind of important. Random guy, uh, Zeus... Has pity on him, brings him to Olympus. I don't know what the backstory is there, but <laughs> Ixion wants Hera. He wants to fuck Hera. So Zeus is like, Bro. hmm, that's my wife. I'm going <laughs> to make a cloud in the shape of her, um, who's later named Nephili. Uh, and Ixion fucks her. Um, <laughs> and that's how centaurs are made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how every centaur besides... Uh, our boy Chiron uh, is b- born. Just some guy, huh? Just some guy and a cloud. He fucked a cloud who looked like Hera. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, because he wanted to fuck Hera, Ixion um, is in Tartarus and he's on a uh, winged fiery wheel, always spinning. <laughs> Apparently he and that cloud fucked a lot, huh? I guess so. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I think this might be, yeah, this is the last interesting thing I got here. That possibly, you know, Typhon, like, like the big uh, monster guy, father of most monsters. Mm. Yeah, he might be Hera's kid. Hmm. Um, born just to Hera? Like, just her. At least that's one version of it. She bore Zeus him alone did make a, a brain revenge. baby, so, I mean, I guess... <laughs> Yeah, literally, it says revenge at Zeus um, for giving birth to Athena. Oh. <laughs> um, alternatively, that's- Why um, would you get mad about that? Yeah, I know, right? Alternatively, that's why she births Hephaestus by herself, um, hmm. is because, oh, you had Athena by yourself. Um, I'm gonna do this. Man, you get so, jealous about the weirdest shit. Okay, like, this is this is a thing that um, I, I've thought about a few times. And some friends have disagreed with me on how it could work. But I'm just like, okay, Hera has precedent on being able to birth beings by herself. Yes. I'm scared of where you're going with this, but yeah. Okay. And in the world of Percy Jackson... Um, we've had the, the awkward birth of, like, I, I mean, I don't think they technically said it in the story yet, did they? Of how, um, Athena's children are born. Like, they're, they're brain children. I thought it came up, but I don't I th- I remember. I can't remember if it's come up already, but I know we've talked about it at least. Yeah. So, they're brain children. Technically, Athena does not fuck them. They just form out of her head. And- Because she's a maiden goddess. It's important. Yeah. So, Athena- can't have demigod children without fucking. Hera can make children without fucking in general. Yeah. Hera could have demigod children. She could. But just she presumably to. she doesn't, yeah, doesn't particularly feel like it. And also, like, the impetus for Athena to do that is uh, loving a mortal anyways. So maybe- It's at least being like, hey, this mortal, 
I think they're pretty cool. It's not necessarily right. romantic or sexual as yes, far as you true, can tell. True. Because, you, you know, she is a maiden goddess. So, like, it could be romantic, but certainly not sexual. Yeah. Or, to me, it seems more like a, hey, I vibe with you. Maybe this you is a queer want a baby. Um, I'm going to bless you with a baby. But maybe... Hera specifically, maybe one, she might just like not chill with mortals. Like maybe, maybe she's kind of rude about that. But two, maybe she f- finds that to be unfaithful in some kind of way. Just, I, yeah. I don't know. That, I feel that is what... that's stretching the definition, but I feel like also she would. So yeah, I've had this conversation with a few people. Um, in a later book, uh, I believe she li- like is like I'm kind of jealous that um, the other gods have this; they can have demigod mm. children and have this connection to humanity. So that's why I'm like, just do I it then. Like she could do that, and that would be a cool thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's just that's just my little thing where I want my little child of Hera OC to exist. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about this chapter. Let us begin. So we immediately get into like seeing how the labyrinth works, which, you know, I I feel like this isn't like that novel of a concept. I feel like creepy fucked up places that change while you're in them is kind of Yeah, it's ugh. back rooms. Right. <laughs> it's just it's just a weird thing. Um I love that. I feel like it's not the first time that I've read this kind of thing, but also that it's, you know, interesting and that it makes sense in context. And yeah, it's good. I love that Annabeth's just like, let's try to put um, one hand on this wall and follow that. And then the labyrinth's like, no walls. There are no walls here. (laughs) Fuck you. But I feel like she almost tries for too long. It's like, Girl, I know that you just want things to make sense because they're supposed to, but this is not the environment you're in. Yeah. Like, I love that everyone was like, you're the best person for this. Like, you've studied the labyrinth. You studied Daedalus. This is your shit. But really? She has no clue what the fuck she's doing. The labyrinth is not logic. Right. It's Knowing about it's architecture vibes. will not help you here. This this thing purely goes off of vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I wrong? And also fucking with you on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so left walls are mean. Uh, and Annabeth is just guessing where the fuck to go. <laughs> they just keep going. Uh, I love that Grover's just like, why would Pan be down here? It's the opposite of the wild, which is exactly what we've been saying. That's why yeah. he's down there. Right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's as good a place as any. Um, so what do we think about this Roman mosaic that the gods look slightly different? Um, Dionysus was not that handsome. Hermes' nose wasn't that big. Um, it's interesting that Percy still recognizes them, at least. I mean, he he probably gets it from, like, the symbols and everything at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's known these gods. He knows what's up. Yeah, so the labyrinth does not make sense. It's going to have architecture from whatever time period it wants. It's alive. <laughs> we but can go straight that. from ancient Rome into uh, the concrete walls that are tagged. Like, Yeah. Just don't talk about this thing being alive. I, I'm waiting for the walls to start breathing. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. And then the walls will ooze green slime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, they always do that? <laughs> 
Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's just it's just a lot of vibes. We're just we're just getting lost here. And then there's the milkman. You know, a million years ago they used to deliver milk. You know. <laughs> Like in my childhood, when I lived in Texas and we got milk every week and also eggs, having a milkman slaps. It's so much better than having to go out every week and get the same damn shit. I'm pretty sure they kind of still exist. Yeah, absolutely. It just, you have to live in a very specific place, like that one area in Texas. Well, like... Okay, so when I delivered pizzas and everything, um, there were there were people like in the town that I delivered in that had like the the little like Crescent Ridge boxes in front of their house, and I'm pretty sure though like they would literally get Crescent Ridge like delivered by like a special milkman person. Yeah. So like maybe more modern than like the old fashioned milkman, but still, the milkman exist. They're still around. <laughs> Um, so Annabeth just casually being like, oh yeah, the Cretans send people in here as human sacrifices. Um, that wasn't a sacrifice to the labyrinth. That was a sacrifice to the Minotaur. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Uh, but also this milkman is kind of terrifying because we're seeing a dead person. Um, uh, the fact that they describe that he died, like, trying to claw his way out kind of fucked up. I, (laughs) this poor guy just wandered on in i wonder if he drank the milk i have to because they don't describe like shitty rotten milk so i'm i was just assuming that he did yeah just as glass bottles um covered in dust so like you gotta eat something exactly probably drank the milk all right so here we go here's janice he looks like a hammerhead shark I honestly like it better than, like, the face on either side of the head or whatever. You know? Just very wide face. Two faces next to each other. Uh, I mean, wait, I'm confused. Isn't that how it is? It's it's the... Oh, yeah. Sorry, my my brain was, like, confused at what you were saying there. But, yeah, it's not just two heads. It's, like, two faces on the same head. Right. I, uh, what I was saying I like it better than is, um, a face in the front and a face in the back. Okay, yeah. I'm I just want to know how do you think he wears the hat? Like <laughs> because because he has a front of his body, but like his face is on the side. So, so does he wear the hat like sideways or does he wear it towards the front of his body? Hmm? Hmm. This, this is a question. This is, this is, <laughs> I mean, I know it's a top hat, but like they still have fronts. They do. Yeah. Even if it's Two faces. I don't. Even if it's not two heads, it kind of seems like you gotta pick a side <laughs> with the hat. Yeah, exactly. Cause the cause the faces are like to the side. I don't know. It's 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 question. And I just I feel like if you wore baseball caps, he would wear them like frontwards. But then when you're facing his face, it's to the side. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm, I've been thinking too much about how he wears hats. <laughs> so, funny man. He has two faces. And the faces are talking differently. And they're kind of annoying. And we have two doors. We have to choose. I feel like he's not necessarily a god of choices, though. Like, let me go, let me go back to this page. Mm. Did it say god of, like, choices? Or, yeah, duality, doorways... It's not quite the same as God mm. of Choices. But it, it you know? definitely makes sense to me. It works for me because 
a beginning and an ending implies that you have chosen a path. Most yeah. most things begin or end with with a choice. And also, I don't know, I feel like it's almost implied with the duality, with the fact that there's two of him, two faces. So if you want a god of, like, crossroads, literally, I'd go with Hecate. Hmm. Because that's literally what she does. Like, you know, crossroads, choices, that's, I don't know. I feel like there's just a difference between a god of, like, doorways and duality versus choices. And you're definitely right, but I don't hate that he added it. I feel like this characterization fits for me. Because there's not always a good choice and a bad choice. Sometimes there's just choices of equal value, you know? Oh, is is that implied here? I guess that it is. I guess that he says that one is good and one is bad and you just don't know until you pick. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes there are big choices, but like, it's still gonna give you like, a similar vibe. I don't know. I'm thinking Um, very hard about (laughs) how these things work. So another thing that I like about the characterization here is that uh, one of the faces is overtly friendly and the other one is overtly hostile, but uh, that doesn't equate them to good or bad necessarily either. Like, Mm -hmm. the friendly face is also very flippant and the hostile face is also very... uh, He seems to appreciate the seriousness of the situation. Like, they, they aren't, you know good and evil the hostile face is also like very honest yes know? and the other one's just like trying to appease Hera by being like oh no i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i don't know i i just have feelings about it but he's he's trying to be like you gotta make a choice annabeth you can't be indecisive and <sighs> love that percy's like no leave her alone <laughs> but annabeth can't choose she seems like she's gonna try though which is interesting but also this is fucked up there's literally nothing for her to go on here (laughs) what does this mean she doesn't know what the choice is but she does at the same time right she seems to have more information than we do about what this is gonna be but still choosing a doorway is different from choosing whatever she's going to have to choose because this is interrupted that makes the only point of this scene the foreshadowing potential (laughs) Yeah, this is true. Um, also, the fact that Percy's thinking about the child of Athena's final stand here. With yes. This, with this choice situation. Um, I want to theorize about the choice, but we both probably know. Uh, <laughs> I know, at least. I definitely forgot, so don't worry about it. I'm not going to theorize anything because I don't have any ideas. <laughs> cool. Um, and then Hera shows up. Just... I'll probably remember when we're like one chapter away from it. Yeah. Um, pretty lady shows up in a flashing light and just just calls him out. Like, what are you doing here? Leave her alone. Um, I'll give you a choice. I'll turn you into a door and break you down if you don't leave these heroes. Very aggressive, but mostly Hera. This is a very uh, mild interpretation of Hera. Yeah. Um, you want to be turned into a French door? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, okay. I could never go to f- be from France, even though my last <laughs> name is technically French. <laughs> wow. Just calling out the French. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So Janice is gone. And now we're going to have a picnic with Hera, Queen of Heaven. <sighs> so Percy's seen her before, but he just didn't pay attention. Right? We called him out for that. He's just like, oh, woman. <laughs> 
women eh whatever um love that she looks like a regular mom i guess yes i like at least all of that kind of stuff you know the sandwiches and the uh like cleaning you and i kind of wish that he would have leaned into that more like yeah i want her as as like my toxic mom character i want her to be like kind of aggressively friendly and motherly and like it's kind of good but also kind of like mother gothel from rapunzel vibes Ooh. You, you hear what i'm saying oh god <laughs> just like really over the top with it in a slightly passive aggressive way i hate it but like you're right that makes sense yeah i mean i do love that she's like grover use your napkin don't eat it Tyson, you're wasting away. You want another sandwich? Yes. Those are like my favorite parts of this. I feel like once again, we're suffering from Rick not wanting to go as far with the female goddesses. I want them to be caricatures the way that the male ones are. Yeah. I think women deserve to be fucked up and silly. <laughs> Let women be fucked up and silly. <laughs> huh. So I'm glad that Annabeth's like, well, I thought you didn't like heroes just because of what happened right. to Hercules. <laughs> okay, ma'am, it is not just Hercules, but also she doesn't dislike heroes. She dislikes uh, the products of her husband's infidelity. That's not everybody. Right. It's just most of them because the man cannot keep it in his pants. It's not even usually the heroes that she doesn't like. She usually doesn't like the women. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like Hercules is a special case, but she ac accidentally ended up making him the most popular hero to ever exist. <laughs> so. Also, I, I love, I like that you gave me some context there because uh, she's like, water under the bridge, my dear. Which, like, yeah, they're, like, cool now. <laughs> Good for them. Literally. Um, uh, the fact that um, they did go for marriage counseling. Cool. I want to <laughs> know who their marriage counselor is. <laughs> I, I I also wonder this and also I wish that they were doing a better job yeah um Percy you idiot why did you bring up Thalia um <laughs> oh my god my god okay uh she's like one of Poseidon's dot 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 children, children. the word she was looking for was definitely bastard <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say, I was gonna <laughs> say, it's a bastard, she wanted to say. Uh, so she voted for Percy to live. That's cool. That's nice. Very uh, altruistic of you, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, but the important stuff here is that she's kind of explaining that the minor gods are, like, not vibing with the current political structure. Yeah, I mean, as they shouldn't, like... <laughs> The it's not great. It's not great that the Olympians are like so cool and the minor gods don't get anything. But also, Janus is a fucking primordial god. Like he's older than you. <laughs> Why that doesn't matter so to cool? these guys. It's all politics, my dude. Fuck your politics. <laughs> yeah. So Dionysus, I forgot that Dionysus is checking up on minor gods. Uh, I wonder how he's doing. He's probably just having parties with them. <laughs> Like, you know, what's up, Hecate? How's it going? I feel like Dionysus is a good uh, kind of peacemaker kind of guy if you just want somebody to, like, check in on people. I mean, he's also the newest of the Olympians. Yeah, so yeah. So I feel like that makes sense, too. Like, the closest That these would be, like, his buddies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm the goddess of marriage, you see. I'm used to perseverance. Oh, my God. Ooh. Shut up. Get a divorce. <laughs> Please get a divorce. Just... just 
leave that man. Fucking hey. <laughs> okay, so she's allowed to grant a wish. Okay, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she gives them some free advice first to go visit Hephaestus because Daedalus was an inventor. So, of course, Hephaestus loved him. They were like besties. You're probably going to have to cut this out because I'm sure it's going to come up. But also, you don't even have the right to talk about Hephaestus, ma'am. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, my son. And it's like, shut up. You threw him off a cliff. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, I, I I, don't think you need to cut that. I think that's fine. Because <laughs> he wasn't good enough for your perfect little family. I hate you. Yeah. Fucking sucks. So, okay. Okay, this wish. I am mad that she's like, oh, you want to know how to navigate the labyrinth? Percy knows. I'm not going to tell you what he knows, but he knows. So she didn't ask to know how. She asked for a way to do it. And she was like, oh, you already have that. Sorry, I I can't help you out. Which I guess that the wording works out there is all that I'm saying. But also- a genie. I hate her. (laughs) No, but Rick always does this shit. Like, remember the shit with the old man of the sea and the questions Mm -hmm. and how, like, all of the answers were bullshit? Like, I feel like Rick is always like, it can't be easy. You gotta work for it. It's like fucking Glinda the Good Witch. Like, you had to go on the journey yourself. So fucking annoying. (laughs) So... Yeah, I'm sure your mother, Athena, would agree. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so I guess they know what they have to do, and Hera just pieces out as Tyson is trying to eat a sandwich. He's so sad. <laughs> My boy. She makes it all disappear and turns the lights off. Like, it's not cool anymore. It's not fun. <laughs> oh, I also love the ending. <laughs> They're like, which way are we going to go? And then Grover and Tyson are both like left at the same time. They're agreeing. Yay. (laughs) Only because something big is coming down from the right. Yeah, there's something evil over there. So we're going to go left. It's it's very good. As they say in Barbie Mermaidia, lefting, lefting. Lefteroo. (laughs) Always here to bring in some Barbie references. (laughs) And that's the chapter. My dude. Oh my god. Did it. I I don't know. I just have feelings about how Rick writes some of these gods, and I don't always agree with it. Like, at the time of reading it, I was probably like, yeah, okay. But now that I know- Because you don't really have your own characterization opinions at that point, but now we do. When I get the context for what these gods were like, I'm just like, I wouldn't have done it like that. But okay. I just- Personally, I just think he needs to get sillier with the women. That's my biggest note. Get silly with it. (laughs) Also, like, I mean, how was was Janice dressed? I feel like he could have made him a little bit sillier. You know, like, have, like, a suit that's, like, half one color, half another color. But then you really get into some two-faced territory. (laughs) Okay, but, like, still. But why not? Don't make it, like, the white and the black. You know, make it, like, something, like, pastel (laughs) and, like, I don't know. You know, just just something fun and crazy and cartoonish. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> just like the Dean in that one episode of Community where he's like, I'm man and woman. One half is a suit and one half's a dress. Listen, is that a problem? I, no, I don't it's think good. so. This is the god of trans people. <laughs> so let Janice do it. Um, I also personally 
headcanon Janice is using he they pronouns, but that's just me. Mm, mm. Um, because two faces. Yeah, why not? Multiple people. Why not use them? <laughs> Come on. Okay. My dude, do you have a plug this week? I do. I was thinking about it. Um, Yay. okay. Are you familiar with the Penumbra podcast? Uh, you might have mentioned it. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Um, okay. So the Penumbra podcast is a podcast, uh, that has a few different stories that it tells. It's a narrative podcast, but it has a few different, uh, like series within the same podcast feed. Hmm. That are connected okay. by, like, this framing device of a train, I think. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. So a lot of people listen to their more popular story within that, which is Juno Steel, which is a... a I actually haven't listened to it. <laughs> it's the more popular wow. one, but I was like, nah, let me get in on this other thing. Anyways, uh, I'll just recommend the whole podcast. So anyways, uh, Juno Steele is like a noir detective uh, sci-fi story. Uh, it's really gay. <laughs> we stand. Yeah. So definitely worth checking out. But what I like is the second Citadel, which is a story about... Uh, many medieval knights in their own like fantasy setting and it has uh, <laughs> racism it has polyamory it <laughs> okay full disclosure I listened to this podcast because I heard that there was a threesome with a lizard and there sure was <laughs> okay that sounds his very name's, you his name's Lord Aram of the Swamp of Titan's Blooms <laughs> He's a lizard with four arms, and he gets a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Um, I support. I'm happy for So, him. if you haven't been- if if you like podcasts that are narrative podcasts, check out the Penumbra podcast. Uh, if you've listened to Juno Steel and not the Second Citadel, get the fuck in there. It's really good. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, I'm glad for this lizard. Yeah. <laughs> um... I am going to plug uh, another Percy Jackson podcast because I love supporting other Percy Jackson podcasters. Hell yeah, our brethren. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I believe they're the newest of the Percy Jackson podcasts to exist, but Monster mm -hmm. Donut, they're hella cool. I love them. Um, <laughs> they really bring in like, like more more mythological than me sometimes and also very literary discussions um nice i love it it's it's very um it's very interesting discussion topics um also they uh accidentally spoiled the entire hades game in their most recent episode um <laughs> i support it i mean who did you think zagreus's mom was gonna be come on <laughs> Who do you think it was going to be? I didn't even know it was like a mystery. <laughs> exactly. Like, before playing the game, I was just like, oh yeah, Hades and Persephone I, together. Uh, spoilers for the Hades game. But I didn't even get the dialogue because I never ran into Athena again. Uh, so I didn't know that Nyx was supposed to be your fake mom. That dialogue never came up for me. I had no idea they had that relationship before I ran into the... The cutscene. <laughs> Sometimes these things happen. <laughs> wow. That's wild. Um, but also play Hades. Um, that's just <laughs> our unofficial constant plug for the podcast. <laughs> Go fucking play Hades. Um, yeah. 
Well, bro, um, I, I'm gonna, uh, go be super fucking indecisive. Um. <laughs> I and, know you and, want me to get out of your cabin, but which door do I use? The left <laughs> one or the right one? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Find a way to use both <laughs> of them at once. Um, and also I'm gonna be super mad about Hera's existence and how she's interpreted and written, um, by men. Can we please get better Hera? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, get the fuck out of my cabin. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Hello listeners! Editing Charlie here with a patron shoutout. If y'all didn't know, our $10 and up patrons now get a shoutout on the pod. So now, I get to shoutout our lovely, god-complex level patron, Matt. Matt is so wonderful and has been a supporter since we started the Oteg Patreon. Thank you so much for all your support, bud. You can follow this podcast socials at Of The Eldest Gods Pod on Instagram and Tumblr and at Of The Eldest Gods on Twitter. You can send us an iris message through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, join us at patreon.com slash of the eldest gods. By becoming a patron, you can join the Deus Ex Media Discord server, where you'll be able to chat with us and other listeners about episodes and anything Percy Jackson related. Our $5 patron tier also gets you access to Against All Odds, our monthly bonus show. There, we'll talk about a wide variety of topics, which usually have something to do with mythology no promises. You can check out our merch store in Redbubble to find custom designs made by Charlie. Or if you cannot or do not want to support us financially, we'd really appreciate a rating, a review, or letting your friends and followers know how much you love the podcast. That really helps. You can find me, Ray, at HeyHeyRay, spelled R-A-Y-E, on Twitter. If you want to hear more from me, check out Barbie Movie Slap, a podcast where my co-host Ted and I discuss Barbie's cinematic universe. That podcast Twitter is at Barbie Slaps. And you can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm totally not salty about. I also have an art Instagram at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac. That's M-A-C-K. Our music was written by Isabel Strauss Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian M. Riggs. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. She also currently makes video essays on the YouTube channel Kane I. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. Of the Oldest Gods is proud to be a part of Deus Ex Media, which features great podcasts like The Restricted Section, a chapter-by-chapter -chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time. What's up, potheads? I'm Christina Kahn, host of The Restricted Section, the Harry Potter slander Harry Potter book club podcast. We are a raunchy, rambling, unabashedly pro-trans rights Harry Potter book club podcast hosted by a bunch of nihilistic millennials who are desperately clinging to childhood fantasies as a way to escape the monotony of our nine to five work culture and the inevitable extinction of the human race at our own hands. Isn't it wild that this book series was spontaneously created by the gods and has no actual author? Welcome to the show! The Restricted Section releases episodes on Wednesdays. The Restricted Section can be found at Restricted Section Pod or at Restricted Pod across all the socials. And just to make it clear, fuck TERFs.
of The Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. What fun stories do we have to tell besides just just every single one where she does crazy shit? <laughs> Dave X Media.